You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australia announced its 2023-24 schedule and therefore our holiday itinerary for the summer. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Australia's summer of cricket has been revealed with the men's side to play three tests against Pakistan starting in Perth on November 14. That's a dog's breakfast, isn't it? <laughs> You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke and a random newsreader who got distracted uh, halfway through his newsread by a footage of somebody dropping a catch, a dog's breakfast of a drop catch. He wasn't referring to the dates? I don't think so, <laughs> no. But, well, he might have been because he got the dates wrong. Uh, he said that the tests start in November. They actually start in December, or ah, the men's tests. Right. Uh, okay. December 14th, uh, starting Perth. And then you've got the usual Boxing Day and New Year test. That's against Pakistan. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're hoping that the Perth... Uh, Perth crowds come out for this one. There, mm. there was, you know, not a great crowd last year. Lots of reasons for that. But we I did. can't even remember the the Perth test last year. Yeah, well, n- not many people in Perth can remember it either because yeah. I don't think many of them watched it. Uh, we did have Christina Matthews, who's the CEO of the WACA. She uh, she came out to explain the reasons for the poor test crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. She said, We were coming off the back of poor treatment of Justin Langer by Cricket <laughs> Australia, which I think the Western Australian public didn't take very well, understandably. Huh. And, and it's the understandably that I love. I, I just like uh, I like the idea that you know I'm sure you can understand why an entire state would swear off a sport because of our very understandable devotion to one random coach. Yeah, Justin Langer, the only draw card for Test cricket. Yeah, you know, without him, who watches? Yeah. What What will be their excuse this year? Yeah, I don't know, uh, but I'm sure it'll be very understandable. <coughs> it will be Sean Marsh retiring. I have so. I think that'll be the excuse. Yeah. The men then go on to play uh, the West Indies at Adelaide and Brisbane 
at the, at the back end of January. So mm-hmm. we have some time off for the Big Bash and then they come back and play some tests against the West Indies. And I think one of those is a day-night test, but it's not the one you expect. I think uh, Brisbane get the day-night test this year ah. and Adelaide miss out. Actually, I would expect that the day-night test would be those people who attempt to drive from Adelaide to <laughs> Brisbane to watch both matches, yeah. right? That's oh, a good day-night test. Worth, worth, a, worth a crack. Yes. Uh, then there's, you know, random ODIs and T20s uh, against the West Indies. But the women, the women also play the West Indies. They, they start the summer yeah. uh, from the beginning of October. So the 1st of October, uh, they've got uh, three T20s and three ODIs uh, against the West Indies. And the first match, this is what I like, first match takes place the exact same day as the NRL Grand Final. Fantastic. Well, that's more like it. If we're not freezing our bits off for the first cricket <laughs> watching of the year, it's not early enough. I mean, the instant the AFL NRL final finishes, it's cricket. It's cricket o'clock. Yeah, you know, I, 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 think, I think they're probably going to squeeze in just before the NRL Grand Final because uh, that uh-huh. takes place at night, uh, right. the NRL Grand Final. So I think if you're in Sydney, you can go watch the women play at North Sydney Oval, mm. chop off the bridge, over you go, that's go right. watch the NRL Grand Final. That's it. Done with uh, any form of football. Let's yep. get into the Doing cricket. Doing a biathlon. Is that what yeah. you call it? A biathlon of cricket yeah, and I think NRL so. on yeah. the same day? Yes. And then, uh, then after the, you know, all the other stuff for the summer, the women come back and they play a multi-format series against South Africa. Mm. Uh, this goes from the end of January to February 18th. And this it is fantastic. I mean, this is the, this is the te- you know, a test yeah, that we haven't seen between South Africa and Australia. Yeah, well, South Africa have lost, uh, lost a lot of players recently, but still, mm. hopefully they'll be at least somewhat competitive in the test. Yeah. Are we, we going to go to that test? Are we off to the whacker? Yes, I think I can put my understandable angst at the <laughs> treatment of Justin Langer and, and the retirement of Sean Marsh aside to watch the women's test. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but we just have time to cover the IPL. Um, and there, you know, there's loads of games since we last recorded. We've it. been covering the IPL for at least six months. Six at months. least, it, it, it never ends. <laughs> uh, but we're just going to highlight a couple of our favourite matches uh, featuring uh, the Rajasthan Royals. Uh, so we've got a couple of couple of good games here. So we've got mm. uh, one game against the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, so what happened in this game? Well, they bet they beat them. So the Sunrisers mm. chased down whatever it was, 215 mm. runs, a decent score. But the Royals, <laughs> the Royals look like they were going to win this one, right? Yeah, they had uh, they needed forty one runs, or well, they were defending forty one runs off the last two overs. Mm. So they they seemed pretty safe. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Kuldeep Yadav came on to bowl uh, the penultimate over. Well, he shouldn't have been doing fast bowling, should he? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this isn't uh, the your pick for most wickets in uh, in your betting pool, right? No, and, and indeed it's a worse bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if if that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So this is cold dip with. Uh, uh, K-U-L-D-I-P, Yadav, as opposed to K-U-L-D-E-E-P. And he's a left-arm fast medium bowler for uh, the Royals. And he conceded 24 runs on the second last over. And then that meant they needed 17 runs. They, they still had 17 runs to mm. defend, which you should mostly do. Anyway, the, all kinds of chaos all came down to uh, a six needed from the final ball to win or a four for a super over. And instead, the batter, who was uh, Abdel Samad, mm. uh, he was caught in the deep and everybody... Uh, started Woo-hoo. in the Royals, yeah, we were celebrating. It's very exciting. And then, uh, then what happened? Then, then, then there was a no-ball siren. Yes. So, goodness me, you guys, you death bowlers, you need to be a little bit better at this. So, of course, the ball was re-bowled, smashed for six. Yep. And, uh, the other team reversed. did the celebration. Yeah, that's right. We've had this quite a number of times in the IPL. One team celebrates, uh, mm. the, the decision changes, and then the other team has to celebrate. I'd like the no-ball siren to go off during a presentation ceremony one time. Like someone's up getting a you know player of the match. Yeah. 
Virat Kohli is getting his, you know, standard player of the match trophy. Then all of a sudden the siren goes off. They all scuttle back to their yeah, positions and luck. bowl the last ball Out again. There you go. Yes. Anyway, so that was a really good chase. Uh, but there was a less good chase also featuring the Royals. This was the Royals <laughs> doing the chasing this time. This was against RCB. Yeah, this is against our team, RCB. We were keeping half an eye on this match, mm. weren't we? Watching it and going, yes, we my were. goodness, what's going on here? Yeah, so RCB batter first. They made five for 171 from their 20 overs, which mm. was okay. Average. Not, not, not great. There's been lots of 200-plus scores this IPL. Yeah, it was good for Maxwell, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he got uh, 54 off uh, not many balls, of course, outscored by Faf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, another another bet of yours uh, falling apart. Always outscored by Faf. Yes. Poor old Glenn Maxwell. Yes. Get in a different team next time. Yep. Uh, in reply, the Royals lost both their openers for Ducks. They were two for six after eight balls. Then they were five for 28 after the power play, uh, six overs. Uh, then there was a teeny tiny comeback in the form of uh, Shimron Hetmeyer who came in and hit three consecutive sixes, but then Maxwell got him out. Yeah, and, good work. And then the Royals were all out for 59 off 10.3 overs. So a couple of very entertaining uh, losses for the Royals there, which is the worst way to lose out of the two of them. <laughs> is it worse to lose, you know, defending a massive total and then having a no ball, you know, uh, curtail your celebrations? Or is mm. it worse to chase a mediocre total and then collapse in about 10 overs and have your... En- net run rate obliterated. It depends whether you're a batter or a bowler, of course. Yeah. Uh, if you're a batter, you definitely don't want to go the second way and mm. uh, the bowler's not too happy about the uh, the first way. So, Well, I, I think it's, I think the collapse is slightly better because at least mm. all the batters can share that out. Everyone, yeah, everyone's so. terrible. It's yeah. not just one poor bowler copping, uh, copping the blame. Yeah. So, And you do get to go home early if you do it that way. So. Yeah, I guess so. There, there is a bonus. Anyway. They, can, they can go and watch the NRL Grand Final. Or <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> and and how, how are your bets going? Well, I think it's dreadful when cricket podcasts encourage gambling. Um, I would never do that, especially when my bets are going so badly. So next year, it's faff. Faff all the way, baby. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, so I have a new book out and uh, it's called... You have a new book out every week. I know, I'm a machine. I'm churning them all (laughs) out, getting them all done. Uh, This one's called uh, C-R-I-C-K-E-T and it's an acronym... But it's uh, it's also a comedy cricket book compiling you know the whole heap of comedy cricket writing that I've uh, written all over the place and I've just gathered it all together. And tell in one us great what book. the acronym uh, stands for. I don't remember, remember off the top of my head. It's uh, <laughs> it's, on, it's on the front cover of the book. Stands so for whatever you like. It does, yeah. So you can make something up, and you know there's all kinds of pieces in there. There's the Pat Cummins guide to handsomely doing cryptic crosswords. So that'll teach you how to do cryptic crosswords, and then you can do three cryptic crosswords that are in the book, mm. uh, along with some solutions to help you out. There's some mysteries featuring a cricket tragic detective. There's a Mr. Men parody. And there is, of course, my report card for the ultimate form of cricket, three-team cricket. So loads and loads more. And you can get it all from my online store. And I hear it's selling out. It is. I mean, <laughs> you need to get into this early, people. Yes, it did. Uh, I, I did have some uh, supply issues early, mm. but they're, they're being rectified right now. So go to leapcricket.com store and get your copy right now. Let's play. Are you smarter? than a fifth grade cricketer. We have a quiz. We have uh, a kind of a multiple choice quiz mm-hmm. for everyone listening to play along with. And Dan yep. is going to see if he knows the answers to these. Yeah. Am I smarter than a fifth grade that's cricketer? That's right. They are kind of leading questions. We're <laughs> going to test how closely you've been keeping up with all the pre-Ashes banter, the Ashes chat that's been taking place, even though we're still a month or so away from yeah. the, Are we only a month away from the first test? A month test? away from the first test, yes. Amazing. Yes, very exciting. Prime time for just talking nonsense about what's going to happen because nobody
everybody can be bothered waiting that Indeed. month. So we have uh, a number of questions, only four questions for you. Yep. The first one, why was Michael Nisa added to Australia's pre-training Ashes camp? Where are they for their Ashes camp? Oh, they're over in England somewhere. Over in England just somewhere. Pl- I think they're playing golf and then they're having an Ashes camp. I think they're playing county cricket during the day and golf on the weekend and that counts, doesn't yeah, it? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've got some possible answers for mm-hmm. you. Listen closely. Was he j- added to the pre-training Ashes camp because of his excellent bowling in county cricket, including a hat-trick against Yorkshire? Mm-hmm. Or because of his dependable lower order batting, including an 86 for Glamorgan. Mm-hmm. Or because of the hashtag, hashtag, Nisa must be added to Australia's <laughs> pre-training Ashes camp. Yeah. Uh, which is a kind of long hashtag. Mm. Or is it all of the above? It's definitely all of the above. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bowling well, batting well, hashtagging well. Indeed. And who knows if he'll be in the Ashes, but that doesn't really matter. Yes. And, I, and I, I hear that Sean Abbott has also been added to the camp and presumably just to keep Nisa company, right? One of them in the top bunk, one of them in the bottom bunk. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of fun at the camp. Uh, anyway, question two. So, so correct. All of the above is correct. Yep. Question two. What has been the most audacious Steve Smith shot during his stint at Sussex playing county cricket? Mm-hmm. Was it a caress drive for four off the bowling of Josh Tung before the bowler came back to trap him LBW for 30? Mm-hmm. Or was it his single to get off the mark to Tom Scriven in a second match before he was LBW to Mulder for three? Mm-hmm. These are not very audacious so far, are they? No, but anyway, not. or was it Wisden's shot that uh, Sussex would be a more dangerous side without <laughs> Smith in the 11? Uh, it's got to be Wisden's shot, surely. Mm. I, I don't think Steve Smith's playing any shots himself, so it's good that other people are taking shots at him. Yes, a lot of people are taking shots. And, I mean, the side, obviously, that's that's a pretty <laughs> nasty thing for Wisden to say. and It's definitely just pre-Ashes banter, right? I think so, yeah. But it is true. I mean, Sussex, yeah. Sussex could be far more dangerous without Steve Smith in, in their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. They could like put a bear trap in to bat at number four, and yeah. that'd be very dangerous. Imagine a bowler coming in and just falls into a bear trap. That's right. They That's could put far a, more dangerous. They could put an AI in there. Yes. To bat instead. Yep. I think if they replaced him with Faf, that'd, mm. that'd be more dangerous for yes. sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, we, speaking of danger, we did also have uh, a, a news report uh, came out which said uh, Jofra Archer terrorised Australia's batters last Ashes series. And wow. Smith replied, uh, Smith got angry at this claim that oh, yeah. uh, he'd been terrorised by Jofra Archer. And he uh, replied, terrorised? And then kind of an emoji looking confused. Remind me when I was dismissed by him, dot, 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 dot. So yeah, a bit bit of uh, a shots fired there from Steve Smith. But Steve Smith was, uh, you know, knocked out for 30% of the series thanks to Joffre Archer. That's right. He wasn't dismissed by him. He was was literally knocked out by him. Yes. So it's probably probably not surprising he doesn't remember that portion of the Ashes series. Well, maybe that should have been in question too, the more audacious shot there by Steve Smith. Yeah. I mean, I was terrified and terrorised by Joffre Archer. And I was just watching, so yeah. I, yeah, I think it's it's okay to say he was pretty terrifying. That's right. And Joffre Archer is, you know, not going to play, but he's still mm. pretty ter- terrifying uh, just in in the memory. There. Yes. Anyway, question three. So I think you are correct. Two out of two so mm. far. Which England fast bowler's body part has caused the most frenetic writing from England cricket journalists over the past week? They all have body parts, of course, mm. but we're going to refer to, was it Joffre Archer's elbow, mm. his famous elbow? Was it Ollie Stone's hamstring? Yep. Was it Jimmy Anderson's groin? Well, these are all good candidates. Sorry for that visual, everybody. <laughs> or was it Stuart Broad's mouth? <laughs> 
Uh, well, I, 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 I mean, there has been a lot of writing about uh, poor old Jofra's elbow yeah. now, now that he is out for the not going to be playing in the Ashes. Yeah. Uh, but I think Stuart Broad's mouth might, might still have him trumped. Just Stuart Broad is getting away with a lot of, uh, lot of nonsense. He certainly is. He's everywhere. He's, mm. he's, he's doing a piece of social media every day that goes everywhere. Yeah, he did a Marmite commercial. Did you see this one? <laughs> yeah, I saw the Marmite commercial. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, it you know almost qualifies is a Muller nomination, right? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah we, we may have to come back and investigate the Marmite commercial in, in greater detail in a future episode because it, it was very strange. Uh, but yes. It was uh, also very long. Did you watch it? It was thing? very long, yeah. It went for like three hours. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like they, they should have perhaps edited it. But anyway, mm. uh, that is, I think, three out of three if you're going with Stuart Broad's mouth. Yes. Yes, I am. And um, no putting Joffre Archer's elbow in Stuart Broad's mouth either. No. That, no. that would be very dangerous. Indeed. Uh, no, t- t- can't be terrorising Stuart Broad's mouth. So question four, when it comes to opening batters for the Ashes, what has been the wildest suggestion yet? Mm-hmm. Is it Michael Vaughan's claim that Mitchell Marsh should open the batting for Australia? Mm-hmm. Or is it newspaper reports that Ben Stokes is considering opening the batting for England, of course? Mm-hmm. Or is it the England selectors continuing to insist that Zach Crawley is worth persevering with? Oh, I think it's uh, option three, surely. <laughs> Indeed, there's been a lot said about that one too, but I reckon it's probably they're all they're all pretty wild. So whichever one you pick, you are getting it right. <laughs> all right, uh, four is all of the above, but yep. you know I think uh, you've picked number three, and that is correct as well. But all of the above because Michael Vaughan's suggestion <laughs> was really quite crazy. I mean, he may as well have said that I, I don't know that Tim Payne should open the batting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do like it when uh, former England captains, particularly ones as parochial as uh, Michael Vaughan, just mm. decide oh, I'm going to give. Give Australia some advice. Yeah, we should definitely be paying attention to what Michael Vaughan thinks is, is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got nothing against Mitch Marsh you know, having a go at opening the batting. But, yeah, if anything, Michael Vaughan's insistence that he should do it makes me less interested in the idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if Mitch Marsh uh, did open the batting, that might get Western Australians to show up to the to the test next time. I think he has to at least open in yeah. WA. So maybe that's what Michael Vaughan's talking about. Yeah. That's, that's I think, four out of four. Four out I think of four. you're 100%. You have to be smarter than a fifth grade cricketer today. Excellent. And On Ash's banter, at least. Yeah. Well, we've still got a month of Ash's banter to go. So, oh, God help goodness. us all. Ah, can't pull, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller reward. So it's time for the Muller, underappreciated and sometimes dumb acts in cricket mm. during the past week or however long it's been since we had a podcast or indeed since you last listened. Many yes. people listen at all different times. Yep. You might have listened to one of us uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got a, I've got a nomination. So I've got mm. uh, Disney Plus. Mm. Lost millions of subscribers and uh, all the blue ticks, all the people who like to pay money to Elon Musk, they all jumped on and they said, Disney Plus, see, this is what happens when you, you know, yeah. you're too woke. Uh, you know, that's just why you're losing all your viewers. Yeah. And it did turn out that mostly uh, Disney Plus lost millions of subscribers almost precisely because they lost the streaming rights to the IPL. So <laughs> what else have we got? Well, we also have the ICC. Now, mm-hmm. they've decided they're going to make some changes to some playing conditions, as they do. But yep. this is just before the World Test Championship <laughs> final and they're making changes to that tournament, right? Yeah, so, so they've had a 
an entire tournament three uh, that ran over three years yeah. and played under different rules uh, than what the final is going to be played in. So yeah, they're very strange, very strange. Very I, I, I think the major change is that there are going to be no more soft signals. Mm, that's mm. good. The soft signals, such a lovely part of cricket, though. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's a bit of a shame that we're losing it. Yeah. So yeah, so now umpires will just send them up. They're not going to try. They're not going to help the third umpire at all. Just like, over to you, dude. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have any footage, not my problem. You're on you, your you're own. You're just going to have to make a guess, and you know, don't, don't, don't call on us to, to sort it out. The ICC did explain uh, why they got rid of soft signals. They said it was unclear whether the soft signal should stay or go. <laughs> so we re- reverted to the opinion of those experts with the clearest view of the situation, which okay. is always a wise policy. Well, that's right. That's that's indeed uh, getting rid of the soft signals for soft signals. But I hope the players continue to give soft signals. Yes. I think there's a massive opportunity here for the third umpire to go, well, the umpires are not allowed to give the soft signals, but Stark said it was out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure that'd be right. I, I think, uh, you know, the pl- pl- should just go back to the honour system. Like, if yeah. the umpires don't know, just... Ask the player. Why would they lie? They wouldn't lie. They never would. Exactly. Uh, the other change was that helmets are now mandatory for high-risk situations. Uh, this mm. includes uh, facing fast bowlers, fielding in close, standing up to the stumps and playing golf. So Ah, yes, of course. This so wasn't already a rule? <laughs> no, it's a, it, was a, it was a recommendation. And now it's a, huh. not, not a choice anymore. You can't go in there bareheaded like some crazy... Praise Richie Glenn Richardson Maxwell. or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. All uh, right, well, that's good. Well, I mean, presumably these rules are going to be the same for both teams in the uh, in the World Test final. Well, they may change halfway through the test. Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of the ICC, we, we do have an, another kind of ICC another one, nomination. Another nomination. They nominated twice. Yeah, so this is their, for their proposed uh, funding model because that came out. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the funding model uh, where India get 38.5% of the revenue, mm. uh, England get 6.89%, Australia 6.25%, Pakistan 5 0.75% and pretty much all the other test nations somewhere in the 4 to 5% range. Right. This is pretty disappointing, isn't it, for the well particularly for the BCCI. Yeah, it's very unfair for the poor old BCCI. Yeah, insufficient I mean, share. Don't don't, not, don't even get 50% of no. the revenue. Yeah. They're very sad for them. They should yes. should at least be aiming for a pass mark, right? They d- indeed they should. And there's just been a lot of uproar about this, but the variables I, I looked them up, they include what do they judge this on? They judge it on cricket history mm. is one of the variables. Yep. Uh, performance in both men's and women's ICC events mm-hmm. over the last 16 years, I think it is. Yep. Uh, and this one, which may be weighted a bit more highly, contribution to the ICC's commercial revenue. <laughs> yeah. So well, and I think I think the BCCI I provides like 99% yeah. of that. <laughs> so that's possibly the reason there. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, another Muller nomination so far. We've nominated Disney, ICC and ICC. Yes. So no humans yet. No humans yet. And... Well, probably some humans are going to get the next nomination because mm. this is a well, maybe maybe this is just a a cricket match will get a nomination. So this is a county cricket game between Leicestershire and Derbyshire. Uh, this was uh, just a little, a nice little fun tweak at the end here. So Leicestershire were bowled out for 281. So they had a lead of 53 and there were only three overs left in the day. But three overs to get 53, it's tricky, mm. but it's not mm. impossible. Could be right? done with reckless batting. Yeah, I mean, it could be done by, you know, if you got no ball sirens going off at the death, you yeah. know, anything's possible. Anyway, so they were keen for the chase. Uh, and then somebody reminded everybody that they needed to subtract two overs for the change of innings. <laughs> and then everybody started squabbling oh. about whether this was necessary the umpires weren't sure they kind of forgot that that existed and then mm. they were finally convinced uh, that oh yeah we, we do have to subtract that so in fact you're supposed to be getting 53 off one over but because they took
took so long to kind of sort this out. They took about 20 minutes to sort this out at the end of the day, which is why there were only three of us left. And then uh, all of, after all the delays, Leicestershire were suddenly at risk of losing a point for a slow <laughs> overrate. So they had to scurry and get through an over of dot balls. So I, I think that was a, a, a very silly end to a, a very silly counter Yes, match. add a lot of tension to mm. that final. They know how to, to build a story, don't they? And have a proper <laughs> climax. Yeah. Twists so, and turns. Yes. I mean, the plot twists were incredible. Yeah. So what gets what gets the mullet muller, do we think? We're not going to nominate Stuart Broad for making ads with the Marmy Army. We, yeah, <laughs> let's give it to Stuart Broad for the Marmy Army. The Marmy Army, the Marmite ad with the Marmy Army. Wonderful acting from Stuart Broad. And the fact that he sponsors Marmite. I love Marmite. Do Marmite's you? really good. I just don't eat as much bread as I used to. So mm. not many opportunities to eat Marmite without bread. But Marmite is quite delicious. I think it's nice, quietly, just quietly, nicer than Vegemite. Oh, dear. Well, mm. you, you should go do an ad with Stuart Broad then. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes. He obviously loves Marmite. Well, all being paid an awful lot by them, one yeah, or the other. The money of Marmite. <laughs> yes. Marmite money uh, gives Stuart Broad a muller. Yes. Much more fun than giving it to an organisation or, in fact, an artificial intelligence of any kind. Yes. So I think that's it. Uh, you've been listening to me. I'm Dan Lipke at Lieb Cricket, and you've been listening to Kat Jones, and she's at Cricket Bat Cat. Those handles work on both Twitter and Mastodon. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook by searching for Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. And we will catch you all next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.